So welcome back, everybody. Uh, I think we've had a chance to kind of really get a hold of this new version of the game, new edition. What what are some of our thoughts? I mean, one of my first feelings, I'm, I'm going to kind of go off the rip, and I know this is probably probably an unpopular opinion, but the fact that they added a need for the, the extra dice in between, like, you know, the, the D14, the D15, the D16, I really like that. I think it's going to be a popular thing we're going to see much more of. Well, I mean, Dungeon Crawl, Crawl Classics is already killing it, and that game uses bullshit dice, so this is the next step, obviously. I'm just not sure where to purchase a uh, D39 from. Uh, the addition, like, of only prime numbers on the dice face, is, it makes them kind of wonky. I don't think it's even, it's not going to be balanced. Throws off the math a little bit, yeah. No, you use the barrel dice. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's like a cylinder, cylinder dice, huh? You just roll it around. I mean, it's very easy to dice control for obvious reasons, but if you are if you have dice controlling in your RPG, you're already in trouble. Well, the only problem with that is it doesn't fit in the dice tower that comes with the book. That's true. They should have made, like, what it, what it should have been, and, and I saw this in the Kickstarter, but I guess they didn't go with it, is that it was, like, um, uh, not a dice tower, but, like, more, like... Um, Origami? Log, lo, no, no, it was one of those log rolling thingies. A flume. Uh, a flume. Is that what it's called? The, I don't know. Like, Maybe like they, what you use for bingo? No one Canadian here is supposed to know more than we do. The only log driver I know is the fucking folk song, which incidentally I was I was really pleased to see in the the, the character generation chapter. That was a nice inclusion. If you follow the money though, all these dice are in the app, so they just force you to buy the app. But it doesn't though, because you can just use roll twenty. Like I know you hate roll twenty, Kevin, but like it, you can just input any number and roll that die. And like we, I know that the devs keep saying that like they're gonna come out with the um they're gonna do like an FFG Star Wars style module for it. Where like they have, you can just roll the dice right in there. But you can already just do it. You can already just type in like D10 or D27 or whatever, and it'll just do it. And you can do it in the Discord die rolling app too. I think I do a roll twenty module without running into stack overflow from the from the larger dice. They have a really good compression algorithms. Oh, okay. I'm just concerned that I'm gonna be forced to use roll twenty with my friends in real life. This game is already such a burden to run in real life. It's very hard to haul around. M- most of the problem comes with some of the starter modules. Uh, did you guys have the issue where, rather than the opposite problem where things go into a funnel that uh, that flows downward, uh, where you know you have the three clue rule that puts you down? They they have this over adherence to the three clue rule where it's required that you write like twenty seven rules per piece of information you want players to find. It's just really exhausting to write scenarios for it. But uh, with, th- with that said, Melon, how many scenarios have you already cranked out for this thing? Well, first of all, I'm going to tell y'all all who are complaining about the, the onerous physical components. I fucking pirated this game. Uh, secondly, um, I have written... Uh, well, let's see. If you count the ones of the playtest rules, um, are you asking how many of them I've actually run or how many I've written? How many you've written? Uh, okay. Whether you have them in reserve and you're going to like uh, dish them out to us uh, over at the Night of the Opera server as like, playtests or whatever. We can't play this game on Night of the Opera, you know that. But I have... Well, actually, maybe we could. I got probably about seven that I have finished and then three more that are kind of in the stack because I get to that stage where I've written all the stuff that's fun and then I start looking at like the actual rules like you said putting all the connected tissue in but also the mechanics in I think it's it's the one after the character generation chapter but before the equipment lists is so fucking onerous that I, I I look at that and I have to say please 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 come out with the app soon and I'll pay for that. I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the connective tissue issue because I was just going to say this, putting this together was really hard on my staple gun. Well, I, I, I got to go back to what you said about pirating the game. Did you really, did you source your own hemp? I don't have to source my own hemp. It's fucking legal here. Legal here too. You're right. You're right. In 
We probably it's never gonna be. That. See, I'm never gonna be able to play this in Alabama ever. Well, you gotta buy. You gotta buy the one. You gotta get Dodgers note for the whole game. It's. I mean, it's, it's it's onerous to play in real life. Here's the here's the problem. We're having the same problem up here that they had in California, where they um they quote unquote legalized it, but they made the rules so strict that only uh basically like the big agribusiness companies can afford to actually like sell the the substance. So as a result, like most of the market is controlled by is, is black market and people are pointing to that like oh look at that legalization failed it's like no you didn't fucking legalize it you made it into a fucking cartel well you know one of the writers to this game before he moved down to mexico was in big agribusiness and all he likes to do now is tell people just move to mexico solve all your problems like it's ridiculous oh is is that where there's that scratch and sniff page at the back of the book yeah it's just like the canadian 20 dollar bill right was it 50 it's the 100 actually oh shit well uh, they're, they're, that's what I get for lowballing it. Well, the real reason they moved to Mexico was to evade the authorities. Well, yeah, we, because we probably, I think... We probably shouldn't talk about that in the podcast. No, that content is probably, like... I was really surprised they put that in there, honestly. And, like, I'm glad I didn't give them my money when I saw it. It's weird. I, mean, I haven't really seen sales numbers, but I do wonder how, how well it's doing in other parts of the country. It's doing well in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I have to imagine Saudi Arabia sales through the roof. But, but this... This this whole this whole like Kickstarter model is interesting because you've seen a lot. I think it was um, it might have been Legend of Five Rings that um, there was there was it was some some game where they they did like a big re-release and they promised um, it was the classic Kickstarter story of of um, overpromising because they assumed that people would continue buying the books after the first run. And I'm worried that they've done that here, where they've got all this content lined up, but are people really going to be picking this game up who haven't already paid for it? Well, what they're going to do is, uh, like what they did with the E.T. games from, what was that, like the the Atari 2600? They're just yes. going to yes. bury them in the desert one day until the value rises up enough that it's actually going to be profitable for them to sell it again. And that's interesting, I mean, that's like the third third act of the, the scenario they give you in the starter guide, uh, this little standalone uh, starter like character creation creator and stuff in the third act of that you actually have to dig those et games up yeah so maybe maybe we're on to their plan if that is indeed the plan then they're gonna have to do something with these astrology charts that are in the starter scenario because they're not gonna be up to date by the time they're dug up that's true it's like um did you guys see that there was a cool article about um how at hoover dam there's apparently a big um geologic oh, and yes. space clock yes. that'll show when the dam was constructed to it within an accuracy of like a hundred thousand years and it will show the future people that we built this big big ass dam, and it'll only be like 52 years off in like a million years. Uh, since since I've since I've kind of um, put a damper on that line of conversation, put we a talked damper. a lot about a meta of the games, um, the meta of the games like release. Uh, what has your big experience actually been playing it? Or running well, it? I discovered that if I, I also pirated it like you did, Melon, because I couldn't get uh, some of the supplements. No, international shipping's fucked yeah. for even for Well, also, customs just wouldn't let it in. You gotta sh- transship through Thailand. It's ridiculous. I ended up having to uh, to 3D print the, uh, the the calculus table for walk speeds. And let me tell you folks, do not use ABS because it will... It's just it's just not gonna hold. Always be shilling. Yes. That's what I... That's my motto. I think a lot of a lot of people these days, when they include 3D printable files in their modules... We've seen this in other games, too, so it's not really... Uh, and now we stuck here. You've got to include like support structures. Well, mine, mine. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't obviously, but I, but I, I saw on the uh, the site that a lot of people's didn't come with the, with the nail that you're supposed to use. And again, they use a proprietary version. You can't just go get a nail. You have to use their nail. 
And they're hammer too. Yeah, they're hammer too. I get you with that. But but still, we're going back to groaning about the product. Uh, what about the play, the gameplay experience? I, I've had good. I've had I've had some good 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 games. Good games. I mean. I run it twice. I run the, the starter scenario twice. I don't like the magic system. Yeah, starter scenario. I mean, what's odd is a starter scenario doesn't even use. I mean, two or three of the of the systems in the game. So I mean, there's no magic in it. Um, so that when you do, if you're in your second game with magic, all of a sudden your guys are wondering how did this get here? What what happened? But I guess they wanted to introduce things slowly. I thought uh, I thought this was going to be a real barrier to play, but I my players actually really enjoyed having to speak an iambic pentameter. So if you remember in the Kickstarter, there was um, there was the there was that, and then there was the really diehard like uh, Homeric verse people who wanted it to be dactylic hexameter, but um, it looks like that just like fleet-footed Achilles, they were um, eventually struck down by uh, the arrows of better game design. And that was a really tortured analogy. You know what it's is a tortured? The so the scenario that, that my, my guys did put, the starter scenario, really liked it. There was a lot of jumping around between locations uh, and, time, and times, which is weird when there's like they have yet to release the time travel mechanic. I think it's coming in another Kickstarter. So having that is no, a little no, strange. No, no, no. It's, it's in there. General Relativity is on page 173. It's, yeah, but it's so bare bones. You, you can't really wrap your head around it. With, it's without not bare the bones. It's Einstein. I don't know. I have a hard time with it. No, it's... listen, listen. The faster you play the game, the slower you move through time. Everyone knows that. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's, that's how it works, right? I, yeah, I didn't that's just... how the time travel mechanic works. You haven't unlocked the time travel mechanic yet because you have to play through the first iteration of it, and then you get the opportunity to send yourself back in time to explain the time travel rules to yourself. But if if I've already done that, shouldn't I already? Shouldn't that have already happened? And I should already have that knowledge. That's where I get lost. Well, no, because you probably you probably got had the same problem that I did, where you 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 went halfway, and then you went half that distance again, and then you went half that distance again. And Will Will was right. The movement speed tables are just fucked. Because I because I eventually realized that uh, it was fucking impossible. It's because it it's measured in hands rather than feet, and like your standard hand size is different. Uh, you're supposed to use the king's hand, but it doesn't specify which king. Right, and it's different because you're traveling through time. You get to account for Lawrence contractions, yeah. It has given me a good reason to brush up on how to factor numbers again, which is a skill I think I've lost since high school. So for our younger listeners, I think if you're going through this, you'll be ahead of the game. Yeah, real talk, I think that I um, have only gotten dumber since I graduated high school. Dumber and fatter. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad Dole was there when we played through the starter scenario, because otherwise we would have never made it through with all that you math. You played this game with Dole? That's yeah. not legal. Then we're going to cut that part of the audio. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll cut that. Okay, okay. And it was it was only appropriate since the only two character classes are Boomer and Zoomer. Well, that 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 is an inspired design decision. Probably won't age well as a design decision, much like Neither will the Boomers. Exactly. That was where I was going with that. Has has anyone uh, had a chance to play the game? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to air quote this, so don't be be about beat me up over it. But you know, as the designers intended, anybody really played this um, in a moving vehicle? No, I reject their their design decision there is it's just too dangerous i don't have a vehicle i mean i can play it on a bus but then like i don't have the physical components either i mean i've i've got a vehicle but i can't swim very well and i have a i have a stick shift that would yeah, never I don't work i think you could really handle it except on a boat in international waters yeah, it's also the only place you can play without uh fear of perse- or prosecution well, either either one really you, you'll definitely be persecuted for playing this <laughs> we're already persecuting each other for playing it with doll so what uh, um I know that it's not in the first, because uh, like, like I told you guys, I don't run published modules because I write my own stuff. Um, I've written some stuff that uses the PvP system, but I haven't gotten to play, to play test it yet. 
and um, I'm wondering. I'm well. So first of all, I'm wondering if it's balance, but secondly, I'm wondering if balance is what you should actually be trying to achieve because it make your own buffers first and foremost. Make your own. Don't use the ones that come with it with the game. Just the 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 plastic will will go through them really easily, and you actually hurt each other. So make your own. Double reinforce them. Those ones actually do 3D print pretty well. You know, I don't really tend to like LARPs, but this one's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I I gotta agree with Jake. Although I'm gonna add, uh, probably should get to know your your local police officers before you start start playing the scenario. Well, I mean that's why I enjoyed it so much because I didn't exactly, really have yeah. to. Yeah, the, um, I just you know they they pull up in the car. I flash my badge. I'm like, ah, oh, it's it's cool, guys. Don't worry about it. Uh, go ahead. Uh, d- never mind the uh, the elaborate dragon that they created over there. Well, sometimes they call that part of the game chasing the dragon. That's how about the title of the chapter at least, which I think is a reference to. Uh, like all we've done is the dragons, I think. Yeah, it's a reference to the classic first edition module chasing the dragon. We have to go into the Chinese opium den. All right, never mind. <laughs> oh, what? That's too far. <laughs> Maybe. What about the official endorsement by Duran Duran? Is that the ambient music style that you guys would choose uh, for this game? I mean, I, again, it just it just goes to the complexity of running this game and how clearly this game is designed to be a web 2.0 role playing game. You know, the first. Designed to be run online where you have access to the Duran Duran uh, reunion library. You have access to all, this, all these tools, PvP options, 3D renderer. So again, bringing the game into, into meat space is just so difficult. Yeah, I mean, you guys know how big I am on using music in, in scenarios. And having that that uh, soundtrack just ready to go to actually reduce uh, my, my GMing overhead. Melon, I'm surprised you didn't uh, kickstart this. I, th- I think I understand where your reservations were, but... To have Duran Duran score one of your own scenarios would have been a really nice addition to your library, I think. I So you're, I'm going to pull back the veil here. I've never listened to a single song by that band. I mean, I probably well, have and don't know it. It's because they only have one song that's that's any good, and that's uh, Hungry, like, Hungry Like the Wolf. I don't know. How they, they're, they're a one-hit wonder, exactly. Um, I think that it should be no surprise that I didn't kickstart this, because why would I pay a whole lot of money for something that I could steal later on? You could have used the Bitcoin option. I could have, except that why would I pay a whole lot of made-up, unstable Monopoly money for something I could steal later on? But, Melon, that's every currency. That's true, which is why I didn't do it. You see, I'm already thinking in four dimensions. It's a real galaxy brain move there. I just I just got to move my head forward slightly, and it disappears from this realm. <laughs> I wish you would. Well, <laughs> good. So, you know, on this podcast, we like to offer a lot of advice for handlers, and I think we've already kind of beat up on that a little bit but yeah we really what's have. a good player advice especially like character creation advice what can we offer in that realm you really really have to put yourself in the mentality of the uh the player character that you're playing of course there's only two classes boomer and zoomer but the archetypes that are offered are, are pretty pretty decent they're they're good my main advice is um do not do not do not do not take ligma as a disadvantage i know that it seems like really attractive as like it seems just like you know free points but the drawbacks definitely outweigh it it's one of those things where it's like edited memories in eclipse phase where you don't realize it when you take it but it's actually just infinite license for the guy running the game to fuck with you and again remember a little known rule if you take ligma you can't take steve jobs so steve jobs is a much better perk who's steve jobs it's good that it's good that it explains who steve jobs is because i had no idea i i must have missed that because i the thing is you, you guys know that i don't read that closely, despite claiming to have an encyclopedic knowledge of them whenever I run the game. So I am shocked by this revelation. 
Um, I'm really hoping that it gets... Because you guys know how, like, with Pathfinder or with 5th, um, there's a system reference document, and with Eclipse Phase, there's a searchable wiki. Kind of the similar the similar deal. So I'm really hoping that when they finally finish the... Um, the Library of Babel? With that, yes, you know, the, the kind of get a little Borges in there. And within all the letters in all the books in all the hexes, there must eventually be a system reference document for this game. But... Like the librarian in the Library of Babel, uh, I find that when I'm doing character generation and I have to deal with the shifting exchange rates, I feel often that I will fling myself down one of the shafts and fall forever until I starve to death, and that would be preferable to dealing with this horse shit. Well, I think they're, uh, I think they're, again, the developers have shown how ahead of the game they are. They're already prepping it to just interface directly with an IO port on your, like, they're in the, in the back of your base of your skull. So as soon as we can get there yeah, as, a, as a culture, we, you just chat the document right in. You know all the rules. I've heard it works with Google Glass. Did I thought they um, did, did? Are they still working on that? Because I feel like Google no, Glass is one of the not. That's why it was surprising. Yeah, fair enough. It's one of those wearables that got torpedoed by like people not wanting to be recorded all the time. But the cranial jack is great because they can't they can't see it. I think Google Glass got torpedoed because people looked like goofy idiots with it, and there's no way around that. But then again, people use AirPods, so. Anyways, uh, back to talking about this uh, new edition of the game. Yeah, we were talking about advice for players. Um, I would say definitely practice your song ahead of time. And, uh, are you using the, the? Are you are you allowing players to team up, like duo up, or are you forcing oh, them to solo? Absolutely, you, you team up. Well, the duets, the duets more powerful. Well, you, are you, but, but here's the question: Are you for, are you forcing rhythm melody, or are you just letting anything go? Well, this goes back to the iambic pentameter thing in the starter scenarios, right? Yeah, I guess I guess I guess that's right. I guess it, in more ways than we thought, the starter scenario really does train you in the ways of the game, which is nice to see. Yeah. Have you had any players um, get into the vehicle creation rules? No, unfortunately, my my playtest group didn't have any electricians in it, so we couldn't really go into those. So I I, I did have an electrician, but he got very stumped on uh, rigid airship versus dirigible, and just couldn't get past that. Really? Uh, I think it's the, the Lakehurst effect, they call it. For the vehicle creation, people just get fixated on creating the one that does the most damage. But the problem with it is is that they all do like a ridiculously high amount of damage for no apparently yeah, it's, good reason. It's, well, no, it's it's like rifts where um, like a knife does D4 and then a laser pistol does 100. Yeah, it's the, they definitely just blatantly ripped off the mega damage model. No, no, that's... Yeah, that's... They, even, they didn't even hide it very well. I mean... Adding an accent, mega damage. That's the uh, the the Canadian developer definitely was working on that section. It's extremely painful. Uh, I do think that not gonna For say you. not gonna say um, something that's important to remember and, and, and kind of kind of a trick uh, is you know if you do want a little bit of damage, but you, you want to make sure you you get into the sleeper class of vehicles. Um, so you're gonna need to make sure you have qualified race time. Um, third-party certified before you come in, and that will allow you to get those extra bonuses and access to that whole tree. See, when I thought when I said this, when you said the sleeper class of vehicles, I thought you were talking about the chapter on uh, transcontinental Amtrak trips because I thought that was that like, could use more clarification. That's confusing. Like as a guy who works in rail, I thought that chapter was. I mean, I was I was actually surprised about what a, about the about what a good job they did because the thing about working in rail and doing like freight stuff is that there's a lot of information out there that's just not written down anywhere. It's just in the heads of these grizzled boomers, and so to have a game where the boomer class has that knowledge is 
like this is because I, I know that you guys you guys are like law enforcement and so on and you say like oh this is you know what this game really feels like you know being a federal agent or being a beat cop well this game really simulates the experience of freight planning and i think they must have had somebody on the inside giving them that yeah absolutely. had to have somebody on the dev team they must have somebody on the team who works for a state department of transportation they were worried about uh having their secret security access revoked but then they realized that nobody gave a shit about the secrets involving uh, free travel. Well, it's one of the uh, reasons why they were in legal trouble. Now, um, does anyone, like, this This is, like, really, you know, getting into the weeds, but does anyone want to talk about a character they made? Yeah, I did the hybrid uh, Boomer Zoomer, which is the Doomer, and uh, they really get, the, the vehicle creation is nice for Doomers because they sink yeah, all they of get... their income into it, and... Uh, you don't have to worry about anything else did after you, that. Did you make one of those builds where you just you just get a big ass truck and and or like a like one like just fucking exploit the broken ass ramming rules? Yes. Well, yes, that's uh, exactly what I did it, with the lift clearance and the uh, monster uh, energy cooler. It's one of those things where um, you read it and then you think first of all that you found a totally bullshit exploit, and then you read it again and you realize this is actually the way they designed it. It's it's not that unbalanced, man. Well, I mean, the truck is. It's, 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 you take the specialization and you do like one thing really, really well and everything else really shitty. And I know that's a problem that Will has with uh, some of the older editions of the game. It is thematically appropriate for the Doomer, though. I leaned really hard uh, into the time travel aspect and, and I, I brought forward um, the first caveman to discover fire as a character. So I wanted to that's leave. why you were so, that's why you were so pissed off. I remember that because you said, you said earlier that you, that you, the time travel rules weren't doing it for you. And, and you built your whole character around this concept. You didn't have enough languages to go around. I remember you were like just grunting at us all the time and we couldn't, it was so hard to communicate with that you. Was, that was some good role playing though. It was really good role playing. I, it made me think like very much, very much, uh, benefited from the dictionary, on uh, the chapter on Grug. Yeah, I, I I thought that I would have more to offer as someone who essentially created fire, which drives so much of our modern world. But unfortunately, it just didn't translate well. But lesson learned. Yeah. And, you know, you think that the caveman really doesn't have a place in this world. But uh, like uh, with the established lore, there's a bunch of people who were going like back to the essentials. They're like primitivists. Right, right. Yeah. So um, so but what you do is you, you play as the caveman and then you spec into the Unabomber. And then it, it's, it's basically a pretty text uh, like journey that you have to you have to get a lot of feats to get there. There's, yeah, I think the feat system is something that could have used an overhaul from the, the last edition. And again, this is another scenario where it, uh, another case where there's a little bit of feature bloat. You can tell they originally designed a feat system to simply involve to work well with the movement system to allow for how you move across ground. Uh, at the end of your, uh, your yeah, legs. Yeah, but then they switch to hands and it screws everything up. They switch to hands and they use, then they say feats again, they use them for like uh, abilities you tack onto your character. All of a sudden you have the same, two different mechanics, same phrasing. It's very, very strange. There's a couple of typos where they said feats with an A, but I think they meant to say feats with an E. And that's just grammatically incorrect, so. They could have used a, a revision pass, but, you know, they had to get it out. Uh, they had to get it out before the Kickstarter deadline. And, you know, uh, to speak, to speak about Kickstarter for a second, I'm really glad Kickstarter has finally implemented a, a rule where if your product's not out in the first year, um, they actually come to your place of business and do physical harm to you. So they were a little rushed, but I think that's good overall. Yeah, the problem though is that um, when you do that, it encourages the creators to like plan for that. 
So, because you you saw that that Supreme Court case about the Kickstarter guy who went to that he went to that guy's house and he got killed by the shotgun. Oh, the shotgun scenario case. Yeah, the shotgun. The, and and um, it's still you know it's it's until until that like percolates its way up to the highest halls of our nation's justice system. That's just up in the air. I don't know how I don't know how it works in Canada because I feel like I feel like the Kickstarter doesn't have extraterritoriality there yet. They're really warming their way into the legal system here. Well, it definitely uh, wouldn't fly in Quebec, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But again, the the whole thing about it, adherence to the deadlines, you know, you can't just tell us that something's going to be ready in January of 2020 and then force us to wait until uh, April of 2024, like in your next Kickstarter update. It just doesn't fly anymore. Yeah. Or like tell people that the tell people that your your Patreon page is you know, going to be accepting submissions at the end of the month, and then it's a year later, and it's still not there. Any day, I'm sure. Any day. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a hypothetical. Well, I, I think it's why we're. I think it's why we're seeing uh, a, a gun shyness. You know, the, the, I think they the first time this happened, they lost a couple of developers in that Kickstarter blowback, and also the shotgun blowback. Yep. So they're worried about losing more talented writers. So, well, I mean, when I think I think it has a perverse, it has it has a, like a death spiral effect because when. When they do that, they instead of because so so it used to be that Kickstarters would spend all of their money. You remember how Shadowrun Returns spent most of its money on backer rewards, and then later um, Barkley Two did the same thing, and it's still not out. Star Citizen, anyone? Yeah, exactly. And now the meta is to spend all of your backer rewards on things to defend yourself with from Kickstarter itself, and also from the fans once they got the bounty system up and running. Yeah, I think it's really great that they had the Patreon for that though. That the uh, you know once a week they publish the bounty and uh, okay, know. but like having to go across two different because Kevin, you were talking about this having to go across two different different platforms is something that's bothered you in the past for um, fulfillment for products. Yeah, and in trains, yeah, tra- transferring of trains, but mainly fulfillment. It's it's exhausting. I get it, but it works, guys. Uh, don't you want to support your creators? I think it, it it dilutes the player base, and and I think one of the values is that uh, at the at the end of a successful. Uh, Kickstarter or Patreon, if, if there is a pound of flesh to be taken because of missed deadlines, you can kind of take it all as a group. Whereas if you're across four or five different platforms, then uh, you just have four or five different groups coming after you, which is a little tough. So it's an interesting take uh, in this one to get back kind of to the character creation method. Whereas the last one, if you played like cop type characters, you tended to do pretty well. And this one, it doesn't seem that way. Well, I think in what was, what was always interesting is originally you have this concept of playing to lift, right? And then when they, they introduced lifting to play, it allows a lot more people and characters to play uh, people who go to the gym a lot and, and really, really partners up with that Planet Fitness kind of duo they've created here. Oh, that's the thing about the muscle master, right? You have to pick the strongest uh GM to be the one or the strongest person becomes the GM, right? Yeah. Real talk. I was, I was looking at that and I was thinking, um, okay, I'm, I'm, you're in your group, right? You're in your group of people who play RPGs, and the rule in these groups, and I, I, this has been a rule in every group I've been in, and I think I assume it's the rule most places. If you've got like an esoteric indie RPG that you want to run, you're the one running it. You don't get to say someone else run this for me. You're the one running it, right? So if you are not the strongest person in that room, you should not buy that game because you're never going to run it, and no one else, people aren't going to run it for you. You got to just get strong. Well, I guess, but then if you, if I'm stronger than everyone else in the room, why the hell do I need to exercise? I mean, you, you, they don't call it swole playing for nothing. I guess they well, they they might call it that for nothing if I can't buy the damn game. 
Oh, okay. The, the problem with that, naming the first or the strongest person as your GM, is it, it's going to take three sessions before you can even get the game started. Uh, the first one is the tournament where you figure out who the strongest person is. You have to like name the terms. I think the decathlon method is the best. But then after that, you do the second session, which is building characters because the system's so it's so fucking complex. It just it takes too long to build a character. You, you'll just spend like a four hour block designing characters. And then finally, like by the time the third one, uh, the third session comes along, then you can finally start. I like having the second session be kind of low key because it allows you to recover. And uh, if you pick up the, the creatine supplement in Splatbook, that also will help on the recovery side of things. I'm going to agree with Jake and say that the decathlon method is, is preferable, especially preferable. I, I do not recommend uh, the marathon method just because not every player is going to be able to fly to Greece. Um, I guess my, my thing is, like, I'm all about, you know, immersion and so on. But um, my, my thing is that uh, if I'm running an RPG, I have maybe one night a week at the most to entertain people. And if I'm running an RPG for new players, I have one session. And so that's why um, this this I'm gonna I'm gonna like really go and kill some sacred cows here. I don't even really believe in doing a session zero for RPGs because if I'm running it, at least if at least if I'm running a game for new people, I have one session to have fun to show them why the game is good. And if I have to spend that one session with them essentially staring at spreadsheets the whole time, they're going to think the game sucks. Well, I so mean, that's... in this particular, in this system, though, I mean, session zero is pretty important. I mean, it's, it's almost as important as session negative one. And do you skip that one, too? In, in, in fairness, staring at, at spreadsheets is a lot of what they're going to be doing in this game. So it's good to get them, you know, acclimatized to that. It's, it's, the, it's the gatekeeping thing. Like, you know, you wouldn't even want to get people involved in this game if if staring at spreadsheets is something that they're not interested in. I think you're you're you're, you're missing good opportunity if you forget decathlon. If you choose biathlon um, and you provide the rifles because it's very difficult to procure oh, those. Fuck yeah, dude! The uh, the Finnish method. Yeah, uh, yeah, they call it uh, going Norwegian. I think um, you're allowed to. In that session, you, you make these lasting friendships. It's it's really the the hardest part of the uh, the bi- the biathlon for me is the skiing. The shooting I've got down. Uh, nobody can beat me in the shooting, but the skiing I just got knobby knees, man. I mean, I feel like cross country skiing is pretty widely acknowledged as the most boring kind because you're going sideways and up instead of down. And that's reflected in the rules, I think, as, as we've seen. I think yeah, because with the movement rules, like we said, are the most well developed part of the system. They're really the 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 glue that holds the thing together. Um, I do want to come back to character generation though, because I want to. I want to. Um, I can't remember if if either Tom or Will had uh, a chance to actually play the game, and I wanted to hear what if you guys had something you were excited about. Uh, I've mostly just read it. Uh, I haven't had the uh, the pleasure of playing it. I guess one could say. But did did you get to create a character, or are you still hung up on the um, the part with the logarithms? Uh, I started speaking in tongues actually halfway through, so I can't read half of the sheet i created yeah that happened to melon too it did happen to me in real life and you get um, over it eventually yeah eventually well basically basically it's like having a stroke you just talk through it and eventually that ability recovers okay well i guess i'll just get a huge big pad of computer paper and just like let it all flow and see if i can it's like in snow crash that's that stuff's basically the language of the gods you can program people's brains with that shit and if you just vomit those words onto the page i think you'll find some real gems in there speaking speaking of gems when you guys broke open your editions well those of us who actually bought it you pirates get lost but what did you find in the geode? Uh, it gave me aphasia. There was a guy on um, the Reddit who said that 
I think I think it was a subreddit for um, it was either RRPG or the subreddit for the game where he said that um, he had uh, gotten mercury poisoning because this was um, he had cinnabar in his. Did you see the post on on from the guy on 4chan where he opened his geode and it just contained a smaller geode? Yeah. Uh, I lost track of that thread. How far down did it go? Well, um, he had the microscope, right? Yeah, that's about when I had to go to bed. He because because like there were people in there. You know how you know how you can like build your own squid out of like. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, I forget. I forget how you do it, but you you get like the like two hundred dollars of the He was he was gonna go on G and ask and a G. Um, what's the do it? Do it yourself. He's gonna go on DIY and ask him about it because he needed to he needed to get better resolution and he couldn't do it with just um just the like a non tunneling microscope. But anyway, he um he, yeah yeah that that there was there was a guy on TG and then there was a guy who had the the mercury poisoning and um it like almost 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 made me wish that I'd bought the physical edition. But then I thought about it and I was like wait. Um, I got a pair of rocks right here. I mean, if you want mercury poisoning, you just go buy a thermometer. Yeah. I, d- I just felt like it was a cheap come on, because I got coming tonight. What? Could you repeat that, please? It's called coming tonight? Oh, hang on. I'll, 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 we'll put a picture in the show notes. All right, so I, I, I wanted to do, I wanted just to wrap up um, this this discussion with uh, a real quick, um, t- uh, everybody's, hi- everybody's highlight. So give me like one up, and then everybody's like, give me a negative. Give me one up, one down uh, on the new system. Real brief. Okay, the the positive I've got for you guys. There, so they made that decision to go through, and uh, all the organizations that were established in one of the earlier editions of the game. So they made the decision to uh, like basically kill them all off in a series of novels that exist outside. So you actually have to purchase the novels outside, or else get some uh, friend to buy them and read them, and uh, you know tell you about it. But anyways. The, they, they killed all those organizations off in the novels that exist outside of the actual like core game book. But then uh, rather than uh, giving us new organizations to play with, they just kind of zombified those uh, those organizations, bring them back as zombies. And I, I really like that because there's some character uh, options, character creation options that are really good at dealing with the undead. Uh, like the option to uh, replace one of your hands with a chainsaw. That's great. I think it was, I think my, my probably my favorite. Oh, no, you got to do your thing that you don't like. No, no, no. Let's, let's do positives first and then negatives. I'll have to come up with a negative. I like the fact that every um, character option on the on the boomer class is from a previous edition of the game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's designed deliberately that way. It's like a callback. Very th- thematically appropriate. I, I really appreciate how progressive the deaths have become. No longer are in-game bonuses tied to wealth, you know, number of bedrooms in your house, anything like that. Home ownership. I mean, if you recall, like in the Dark Ages, like remember, you, you had to be a landowning person to run the game. Okay, so they're no, probably getting away from so, that. I, I gotta, I'm gotta. I that really bothered me because the character that I rolled, I rolled a boomer, and uh, because I didn't realize it was a trap option, I sunk all my resources into property ownership. So that really fucking pissed me off that it didn't warn me that that was a trap. Yeah, they have that uh, the the property ownership tax. Right? So I guess I guess I'm starting with my with my dislike. So I guess I guess I guess we know what your negative is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, go go on, go on. So Will, what uh, what's your positive? Ah, uh, I guess my positive would be I I really enjoyed the rules for animal hybridization. That's a that's a very seldom explored niche in in RPGs. But there are a lot of fun combinations you can make with with uh, th- three or even two different different types of animals. Yeah, I had a, a lot of fun with that, um, especially you know, given that my the, my caveman character who could see these new creatures for the first time. Um, I did end up with uh, I was going to combine a rhinoceros and elephant, but I didn't know what to call it. What to call the elephant and the rhinoceros hybrid? Um, Hell if I know.
I really like in the lore how they take this tired old trope of the the precursor race, like super powerful ancient aliens that have suddenly disappeared. And uh, in the fiction, they're called the litterers because they have left all this wonderful, super powerful technology lying around for everyone to find. And everyone just thinks it's garbage. Everyone thinks these aliens are just complete assholes for not cleaning up to the after themselves before they fucked off into whatever higher dimensions they went to. Yeah, it's like a reverse roadside picnic. Yeah, exactly, except the ants are smart enough to recognize who are these people leaving their plastic bags and their Coke bottles everywhere. So with my negative, um, I'm also going to kind of, you know, I just I just said that the devs were being really progressive, but I think they, they're being very regressive in the way that they've taken the traditional spreadsheet where you have rows, columns, um, the addition of the diagonals, I think, it just doesn't work. And I think they need to just find a way to, I mean, to, to not have do you, that. Have you never played bingo before? Do you, do you not realize how you can connect things across diagonals, Kevin? I mean, the, well, the boomer has that skill, right? Okay, okay, but but did you did you because in the and I remember in, I remember this from the Kickstarter, and I, I I feel your pain, but you recall when they tried to do the 3D spreadsheets and how that how that was received. I think they should have just powered through 3D. It would have been a good option, but. I think I think that they they oh, missed. Oh, the wait, let there. me get this straight. You don't like diagonals, but you wanted 3D, which is essentially like nothing but diagonals, depending well, entirely on the perspective that you look at it from. It's like the Star Trek chess game, like that. It's like that. Well, you, you really all you have to do is move your face closer or further away from the screen. It's basically the same thing. No, what's your what's your downside? What's your one negative? Oh God, I gotta I gotta think of it because like you you guys know that I like to complain a lot. Um, I think the because uh, like every everything that we've talked about so far is still true. Like. The dice system's fucked. Um, the musical accompaniment, the the rock meta, the price of the game, the uh, requiring multiple sessions to get up and running, uh, all that stuff sucks. I guess I'm trying to think of what would what it is that that is like the big thing that might put me off playing it more. Well, you you know that they have toyed with the idea. They mentioned it in some eight um, chan uh, ask me anything's. Um, they told you the idea of removing the ability to create your own content. I think that might drive you away from the game totally, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, if they want to come to my house and take my Google Docs from my fucking cold, dead hand, then they can bring it on. Because uh, this ain't going to be the first time that I've had to deal with a fucking Kickstarter bounty. I mean, I think much like the, the waiting for the addition that'll plug right into your, the base of your skull, I think as soon as they have the swarm of nanobots that will seek out copyrighted content, you might be in trouble. See, they could they could really get the leg up because, like other modern publishers, they're they're moving towards like the 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 content creator models, like uh, the DMs Guild, where you know anybody can, as long as they're following like the OGL, the the open game license, you can publish your own stuff on there, and uh, everyone out there can even like pay you for it. Uh, Chaosium does this with the Miskatonic Repository. They're really missing out here by just uh, sending the death squads to people's houses to cut down on user-created content. So, Melon, I hope you're well-armed. I hope you have all the traps laid. And uh, if we don't hear from you before uh, next week, we'll assume that the secret police came and got you. So are, are we are we done? Because I think the one bit that we could get a little more mileage out of is, like, would you recommend this game to people? But I feel like maybe we've already kind of... Um... I, done that I don't want anyone in my life to know that I'm fucking playing this game. Like I'm so embarrassed about this. That's fair, yeah. And it's 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 really it's really frustrating because it's a game that is you really don't want people to know that you're playing it, but it's also quite difficult to hide the fact that you're playing it. 
Yeah, and like when I ordered it from Amazon, uh, they promised discreet packaging, but then like it shipped in this clear like plastic case, and all my fucking neighbors saw it. Did were they able to fit it? Like, did they need a lift gate, or was it, was it parted out in a bunch of pieces? Or how did it actually get delivered? I mean, it, it came in like twelve different boxes too. But the one the one upside, no one's fucking stealing that off your porch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would. I would uh, recommend this game. Uh. For people who um, are perverts, people, yeah, perverts, differential calculus freaks, train enthusiasts, I would not recommend it if you're a woodworker. It's just you're just not going to find things you like here. Is that is that your, give it give us your Venn diagram of people who would enjoy this game? Like what intersection is it right there in the middle? I mean, if you're my old college roommate Kino, I would recommend this game. Did you guys know that um, the country Belarus made it illegal for woodworkers to quit their jobs? In order to get higher wages, they literally introduced serfdom for this one profession. I'm, I'm waiting for the other. Yeah, that, no, that's the that's no, that's true. Like, there's no joke it. there. That's real. <laughs> I was because waiting for too the many, joke. Too many of the Belarusians were going to Russia to get a uh, better pay, and so they said, "You're not allowed to leave the country if you're a woodworker," because Belarus, being the titan of industry that it is, woodworking is one of their foundational industries. The thing I hate most about this game is that now I know coming tonight is a real thing. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Just a reminder to check us out on all your various social medias. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at 10mmretirement. Remember to check us out on Vine. Post Vines daily. You can also get in our premium Vine. If you're nearby, you know, uh, hit us up on Yik Yak. Google Plus, also uh, probably our top place to find us there. Remember Friendster? Just got approved on Friendster Plus there. Uh, Google Buzz, another uh, great way to connect with us. We have a, a lot of good conversations with our fans on Google Buzz. Our ICQ number is 204-77816. Hit us up there. We try to respond pretty pretty frequently. Remember, we live stream our actual plays on Stickam every second Saturday. Oh, yeah, and then uh, we just jumped, just got our MySpace activated. So uh, you can see all our original recordings uh, there and even some bonus content. So remember to smash that thumbs up, ring that bell, uh, sound the holler horn, pound the follow drum, subscribe like really helps us out look forward to seeing you out there and thanks for listening